Biggie. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Biggie. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. Fresh off of a UFC 277 main event that featured Amanda Nunes getting her UFC Bantamweight Championship back. Becoming a double champ again. And... Brandon Moreno locking in the the, the, the quadology that will happen uh, pretty soon with him and Figueredo. We will discuss it all. Ty, how are you feeling today? I'm also joined by Ty Capone, as always. Ty, how are you feeling on this Friday afternoon, fresh off the 277? And we got a little uh, little, little main, uh, you know, a little bullshit card this weekend. Yeah, we have. Um, listen, the the most anticipated card is going to be 280. And we have. Oh uh, my God. I'm, I'm gonna start that countdown soon. Um, they keep adding like prelims to it that are like main card bangers. Volkan Ozdemir, Nikita Krylov just got made for it, so like that's gonna be in the prelims. So I'm excited for that. The next two pay per views, not so much, especially 278. Um, but we got Sweet Dreams Jamal Hill this weekend. That's one of my favorite fighters to watch. Um, <clears throat> I think he's gonna be a player at 205 for a couple years now. And this is his chance to really burst on the scene, really. He's going to have to get a, a big highlight finish over Tiago Santos. So um, we'll see. I mean, 277 wasn't great. You know, didn't love it. But it's what happens when you have, you know, 35 fights on the card. Yeah, and we'll run through it real quick. We don't want to. We are making it a goal to keep this episode under an hour. We shall see how we do in achieving that goal. But I will not be strict to it. If I have something to say, I will say it, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Time does not hold me back. Time is only a construct, a man-made construct. We can go through that if you want. I'm just kidding. All right, I'm on some shit today. It is a Friday afternoon. Let's go. Uh, UFC 277. Amanda Nunes, pretty dominant. Uh, I, I don't think there's much to say. This uh, switch to Southpaw, which was an interesting uh, little adjustment that she made. Much more precise in her strikes. It was kind of everything we talked about before. There was no way in my mind that Juliana was going to be able to replicate the performance that she had in the first fight. She's obviously the toughest fight for Amanda. She she just presents the most problems, uh, especially on the ground. She was uh, Amanda was playing around a little bit too much in the guard. I say I would say almost got armbarred a few times. Probably got her arm a little fucking little tweaked because she was complaining about her left arm going back to the uh, corner at one point during the fight. But uh, yeah, just kind of a dominant performance. And uh, I mean Juliana's tough, but it's just it's not enough when you're when you're facing someone at that much of a skill disadvantage i would say that juliana was uh in regards to fighting amanda nunez yeah the way she um <clears throat> the way she um just has her elbows flared out to the sides when she like comes in and attacks just not great not v- great. very reckless yeah like you know who am i to say anything but uh technic tech, tech ooh, technically that is just a you know recipe for disaster i mean amanda nunez wasn't even really popping the jab that often you know from the south pole stance she wasn't throwing her left much, which I think would have easily been landing every time, you know, straight left or a, a looping left. But the, the counter right hook, kind of a check right hook that Floyd used a lot whenever he would go southpaw, whenever he would mess his hand up, it worked every single time, like three knockdowns in the second round from it. Um, and it was just there, all, all you know, I think it was the fourth or fifth where she all, also uh, rocked her. Um, it was just there all day, and, you know, she uh, – Worked on her cardio. She looked fine. You know, she wasn't really tired. I don't. I don't think. Um, yeah. I mean, it was. Just, it was more about Juliana just not, not, you know, fighting her A game. She couldn't get inside. She couldn't get her down. Um, she was getting taken down. I mean, how many times did she get taken yeah. down? Six, six out of eight times. You know, and I know people kept saying that's not really what Amanda wants to do, but she's good everywhere. She's good at everything. I mean, she has a black belt. She has. You know, if she wanted to. She could have turned most of her knockouts in her career to submissions. She's just she wants to go for the kill. <clears throat> and, you know, Juliana was I guess she was kinda close on that arm. And she was, like you said, just kind of going at it for a while to try to get something. And it didn't work. One time I guess was somewhat close, but by then Amanda kept just turning out, turning to um to her left and just slipping it out. And um yeah, it's just dominant performance by her. Um I don't you know, your boy Jacob Montalvo was uh 
was refing a couple fights, and they said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start judging now. I'm, I'm kind of bored. And I guess that's just the thing, I guess. I, I don't remember that happening before. But he scored it 50-45. He, he thought the second round was close. So um, that's a big red flag for Mr. Jacob. Yeah, maybe he should stick to uh, staying inside the octagon as opposed to grabbing he should just stay away paper. from. He should stay away from the. He should go to like the rafters. Yeah, I think, just, watch. just grab grab a nice, uh, you know, Yingling, and sit in the front row like the rest of us do. So yeah. shout out to Mister Montalvo. Uh, good for Amanda Nunes. Uh, it seems like we're not going to see her for a while, but from the sounds of it, we'd love to see the Shevchenko fight next. Uh, but hopefully, I, I, yeah, it's she's time. like, I want to defend my forty-five. Like it. I really her forty five what exactly her belt? yeah it it could I could care less to be honest but Jocelyn Edwards against Amanda Nunes honestly I, if it's kicks only Jocelyn Edwards wins we will get to it Brandon Moreno uh, body kick uh, kind of out of nowhere just just took the life out of Kai Kara France Kai looked good for more, large portions of this fight but uh, I think eventually it was going to be Moreno no matter what and Moreno just figured out a way to get it done. I, Sometimes Moreno is a little too passive in these fights, would you say? Yeah. I mean, it's not not like he's not like he's not doing it like by choice. Like it's just kind of like it takes him a little bit to get going in these fights. And it kind of like I I think it was probably one one or I I, I don't really I'm having trouble remembering how I was scoring this fight because it kind of was like I threw it all out the window once I was like, oh, shit, like body kick fell down, knocked him out. It's over. Like, yeah, I think. I think the first round was definitely Mor- um, Moreno. I think the second round, or first round was definitely um, Moreno. Uh, s- second round was a little closer, I guess. You know, if you go off of damage, he did get opened up with that elbow from Steve, <clears throat> and I, I still had it. I still had a two of Mor- Moreno, but um, Douglas Crosby two zero Kai Car France. That's a big, big red flag for Mister Douglas Crosby. I have that written down. He will be remembered. That is just bad. <laughs> That's just terrible. I love I love the judging list that you have right now. It's oh just, no, you know, yeah, it's, it's it, it, trust me. We're we're gonna get to the we're gonna get to the real real great part of the night uh, with with uh, somebody earlier or later. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I think he hit. I think he hurt him to the body before that. Um, I think he hit him with a hook to the body, and I think he um, Steve kind of took a step back. And then, you know, that one, it ugh, the sound of it, just it, everything. It's just not fun. Sergey, uh, yeah, I mean, Marina, I, I, before I get to that, I guess we should just, what did you make of Figgy coming into the octagon? Like, that was that just was so That was so awkward. dumb. Yeah. That was so stupid. It was stupid. like WWE. Yeah, and it was like, it, those guys don't really hate each other, and they act like they do. It's just so fucking annoying, but. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he gets on my nerves. It's just so like I I can't tell. It's so like extra. Everything's just so dramatic, and it's just f- yeah, like you said, WWE. It's like fake as shit. It's just I I don't I don't I don't, know. I don't care. But uh, Sergey Pavlovich takes out Derek Lewis in fifty five seconds. Uh, it, it may have been an early stoppage, but I don't think it would have changed the result if that makes sense. Because uh, I Derek Lewis face planted and then popped up. Like I I don't. I don't see like I don't look at the ref as saying, "Oh my god, it was a herb like who called it early?" Like I'm not like, "Oh my god, I can't like, you know, he would have come back. He would have like, no, he was he was cooked. He was absolutely cooked. And I think Derek Lewis is cooked overall. Uh and Pavlovich yeah, Pavlovich throws bombs. He was just as big as him. If Derek Lewis fights somebody at the same size as him, he's probably going to get beat up. That's that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, man, he's old. You know, he's even slower than before. He's even less, you know, more indecisive than before. <clears throat> you know, I'm not, maybe Pavlich can be like a top 10 guy, maybe. But like, Augusta Sakai is, you know, on the borderline of being a top 10 guy. And he's pretty much washed. I don't think you have anything past like 8, 7 uh, at heavyweight. So I don't even know what Derek Lewis could do. I mean, he's on two two fight loss, <clears throat> two fight loss streak. And they were both, I mean... They're both pretty brutal. You know, when, when he lost to Tuivasa, people were starting to think he might be washed because they didn't think, you know, a lot of people don't rate Tuivasa that highly. You know, I know nobody rates Pavlovich that highly. So, you know, what do you do next? Give him like Alexander Romanov or Marcin Tibora or Olenek or, you know. Yeah. Andre, I, Walt Harris. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know what you do with Derek Lewis. Probably have to have that conversation with him soon. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, 
<clears throat> I think overall is a bad stoppage, but it 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 was. It kind definitely was a bad stoppage. It, just, it was just hard, though. I mean, he, he, you know, like you said, he kind of face planted, and then he got right back up. I would have let it go, you know. I guess I don't know. I don't know what I would have done. I can't say what I would have done. But um, it's Big Dan, and he he stinks. It was so Dan, that's I'm, right. Okay, I'm all for the slander of Big Dan. Yeah, and it's just you know, uh, it, to me, it's so tough to do this. Like where we're like, oh, he should have let it go, and then. When the guy's just letting him get hit with frying pans on the side of his head, we're like, "How did he not stop that?" You know, it's like, yeah. well, <laughs> the week before the guy face planted, and you guys all were like, oh, "I can't believe he stopped that." Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough it's a tough game. I couldn't imagine yeah. actually being there and being in there and trying to make that decision. Split seconds, and you got these large people throwing large fists at each other. You know, yeah. you have to you have to have more time to think. Like, it it, it just it's it's insane. I I, I could never do it ever. Pantoja takes care of Alex Perez kind of easily. Uh, was to be expected, to be honest. Uh, got got that sub that we talked about on here, so that was a uh, a good pick for us. But uh, I don't really have much to say other than this was kind of expected. Yeah, I like to see him get a get a title shot or something next. You know, I think he's ready for the big <clears throat> the big thing. He uh, he had a wild start, but I don't think Perez was ready for that. He's fun. He's very fun. Uh, like I said, man, I think he has the b- best jujitsu in this class. I think he has, you know, some of the best back control and back takes and just aggressiveness off his back or on someone else's back, I should say, uh, in in the UFC. I mean, he was he was ripping this dude up with a crippler crossface. Yeah, dude. And then he shall slowly be, transitioned. He shall not be named. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to a jaw crank, face crank, neck crank. I mean, it was just cranking, cranking, cranking. He couldn't get under the under the neck, so he just ripped. That. He was trying to rip his face off. It was, it was insane. It was insane. Um, but he did that so well, you know, from a sh- quick shot into a standing back take. Like that was impressive, man. Alex Perez is no slouch. So I like to see what he can do next. He's on a three fight winning streak. <clears throat> uh, he did fight Figgy once and lost. He also fought Moreno twice and won both times. Also beat Steve, so you know he's he's really got some good wins under his belt. Beat Matt Schnell. Remember he hit him with that huge overhand yep. right. Uh, you know, like other than the Figgy and Askarov losses, which at the time were both like you know nobody batted an eye. He hasn't really you know been been put through anything. I mean he's trained with American Top Team. He's thirty two now. Uh, he's you know yoked. Uh, I like to see what he can what he can do next. Ankalaev. Takes care of Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith breaks his leg in the course of this fight. Um, you know, Dana White said afterwards that he did not, but then he had to run it back <laughs> on Tuesday and say that he did. <laughs> Always crazy, but uh, whatever, man. Yeah, I mean, this fight didn't really uh, do much for me because it's just another thing where like injury kind of hampered it. But I think the result would have wound up being the same, if that makes sense. Uh, Ankalaev is just kind of good at everything, so he doesn't really jump off the page, if that yes. also makes sense. But, uh, yeah, he's just a very solid, solid fighter. And uh, I, I, he's probably, if not next for the title, he's got, what, maybe like a, a Blahovich fight or something like that, or Teixeira, and he's fighting for the title. So, right, yeah, we'll see. And another, another finish for him. I know he's, you know, he's not the, the finishing expert that, people want him to be but he's also not just decisions i know he had a three fight winning streak it was all you know kind of boring decisions but um you know when he had anthony smith hurt when he had him on the ground he was landing some some brutal ground and pound i know his uh smith broke his i think ankle or leg at the end of uh round one when he tried to kick ankle live but he finished him off pretty well so uh you gotta give it you give that to him Alex Morano, this is the one where I, I got I got to hand up to God on this one. I I, I, I took a fat L here. Uh, what's his name? The Great White. The Great Great White Hope. No, just the Great White. The sorry. Big Shark. Uh, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I took an L to Alexander Quincy Morano. Wow. Uh, I didn't know he was a Houston, Texas native. Um, Semmelsberger just kind of was a punching bag for for portions of this fight. Uh, not much skill there, just kind of walking forward, eating punches and trying to knock them out, which I appreciate you trying to cash my bet, but uh, I would have liked you to have been a little bit more under control. Uh, Murano, good win for him. He just, just looked better. Yeah. Uh, you know, his awkward style, it, it works. I don't know. It does. He, he gets out of the way just enough to not get hit. 
Um, you know, obviously he fights better and better uh, athletes and better skilled fighters, <clears throat> and that wouldn't happen. But still, I mean, I, I thought it was a clear 30-27. Um, Steve, the two guys had it, gave round three to Alex Morano, which I I don't know. I, yeah. I should say I should say it was not a clear 30-27 because um, I thought, you know, Semmelsberger had that flying knee knockdown and had him hurt. And, you know, he should have done stuff like that, <clears throat> I think, more – in the first two rounds, he didn't, he just, his, his original plan wasn't working. Anytime he tried to, you know, he was loading up yep. and then he would just get popped with the jab by Morano, pop with the jab, pop with the jab. His left eye was fucked. I can't, I was kind of surprised they let that go in the third. Yeah, but, I know. I don't know how he saw. He had to have guessed. That's what the, the announcers were saying. Like he definitely just guessed right. I'm like, yep, 100%. Because yeah. there's no way and, he know, could see. And you know him, I mean, he's a savage. Yeah. Um, he's not going to just say, no, I'm good. Like he, yeah. Uh, but the second round, man, he was just getting torched, absolutely torched. And, um, you know, I like him. He just he, – he's very simple in his in his attacks and his game plan. He doesn't have a plan B. Uh, I wish he would just honestly fight like Brian Barberina and do what he did in the third round. And he would kind of just wilt people on his aggressiveness, on his pace. Um, you know, maybe throw more kicks, throw throw a jab. I mean, he's he's got good hands. Um, but Murano, you know, his awkward style again works. Drew Dober. Takes care of the the very exciting Rafael Alves, who did about sixty backflips in the in the uh, locker room, then proceeded to do a backflip in the octagon, moonwalking, dancing, and then gets knocked out with a body punch. Uh, thanks for coming, Drew Dober. Just powerful man, tough to get out of there. He is a uh, he's just durable man. That's like that's a granite chin that that guy has. He's a lar- that's a large head that you're trying to knock out. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, just tough. Hamdi. How about Hamdi Abdul Wahab? Uh, we 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 hand up to God as well on this one. Uh, much tougher than we thought. He almost had Dante out of there in the first like thirty seconds of the fight, which was very upsetting. Uh, oh, apparently, elite wrestling. I didn't. I, I, I didn't account for that. I saw that he was like a wrestler. But I didn't know he was like a Egyptian Olympic wrestler or some shit like that. Well. Yeah, it worked. It worked. Don Tail took way too long to get going in this fight. Uh, shout out to Hamdi. Yeah, shout out to Hamdi. Shout out to Seth Fuller who gave Don Tail Mays the third round. Yeah. I mean, also, he gave Alex Morano the third round in the previous fight. He should be I mean, fired. That's, that's, two fla- well, that's two red flags, and we'll get to his other one. There you go. Drake are close. Uh, Hoffa Garcia, this didn't do much for me. This I honestly missed portions of this it. fight. We, we forgot about it before, and I kind of went and got a bev and was talking out in the kitchen while this one was going on. So, I, it was it was a good fight. I mean, you know, Dracar Close calling out Tony Ferguson is uh, that's something. Leave him alone. Let me just say that to everyone out out who's like calling. Leave Tony Ferguson the fuck alone. All right, let him call you out. Yeah, then then we'll we'll be we'll be uh, you're not we'll be tough. Serious. That doesn't He's, make you tough. The only person he calls out is Khabib, though, so it's like, uh, yeah, it's I don't a problem. know. That's a problem. Is, is, it, is he going to fight Khabib? Is he going to fight Dracar Close? I don't know. I think he's going to fight uh, Zubaira Tukagov next. <laughs> I, th- I think he should get um, our boy, um, God, what was his name with the with the, with the, pad- with the fake record, the first guy? Oh, uh, Morozov, Sergei Morozov? Yeah. I'll yeah. never forget that No, guy. not Morozov. He's good. Oh. Morosco or Mor- some shit. So who cares, dude? Honestly, <laughs> um, Michael Morales, Adam Fugit, Fugit, Fugit. <laughs> uh, Morales is is an exciting fighter, man. I, I I like the way he fights. It's just kind of all action, all in your face the whole time. Uh, was getting cracked, and it just was not affecting him whatsoever. And maybe Adam Fugit isn't the uh, right right guy to put the put the pace on him or pressure him. I saw someone saying that he should fight Ian Gary next. Get he, that that would be the night where we pull the fade the fade machine out and we fade the <laughs> fuck out of Ian Gary, dude. That, I, I'm all in on that. But uh, I like Morales. I don't love Morales. I don't love him either. Like but 22. I don't. That's kind of the same way I feel about Gary. Like I, I he's I also like, like twenty two. I don't love three. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, listen, the other dude's kind of tough, Fugit, or however it's pronounced. Fug but, it. Yeah, fuck it. Um, but no, I, I think Morales is, a, is around some good people. I think, you know, he's already got some good experience, you know, that people don't really have when they come to the UFC that early. 
uh, I don't know. His, his style just is like awkward in a way. It's weird. I don't know how to explain it. The way he like defensively, I, I have some problems with with his defensive uh, defensive striking. I think if he fights, you know, similar athletes or you know harder hitters at one seventy, you know, harder hitters than Trevin Giles and Adam Fugit, he might have some issues. But yeah. that's just kind of you know picking it picking apart um, a young prospect. Just you know, just trying to find holes in him. How about uh, Dan Matheson? Never heard of him. Gave round one to Adam Fugit. Uh, Seth Fuller. Third time tonight. Gave the first round to Adam Fuller. What, who is this dude? Adam. Where, where, yo, where do just, we get this game? Adam Fuller. I like that dude. I like that where, dude. new name. New name. Seth Fuller. Where do we get this guy? Welcome, how, welcome how, to Texas, baby. What the fuck? I mean, I saw this. I think. Let's see. Was there any? Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, "Well, it's gonna be a long night." It's going to be a long night, so we're going to have to get some finishes, you know, somewhere. I don't want Amanda Nunes to lose a decision somehow. I don't know, but yeah, not much, not much else on here besides nice finish from a nice prospect. Jocelyn Edwards split decision against Ji Young Kim. Uh, you cash this out. Split decision, Jocelyn Edwards cash money plus I think eight seven seven hundred I believe. Um. Yeah, I just I figured she was gonna get in a close fight. Honestly, I didn't even think it was. I thought she won two to one. That's, yeah, I thought that was kind of <laughs> unanimous. So the fact that we got a split, listen, hey, Texas judge, all three cards do? different. Yeah, <laughs> of course, right? Hold on, hold on. Let's see, let's see. I was, I forgot to write that down. Yeah, all three judges, all three scorecards were different, and I think this was also three judges who I was not sure who they were. I was like, oh, okay. You know, Kent, Kent Basinger, by the way. Seth Fuller somehow had it right. Actually, no, he didn't. I'm sorry. Kent Basinger did. And this other dude gave it to Kim, which is crazy. Um, yeah, Jocelyn Edwards, dude, she's on a run. I think she might come for that 145 belt. I mean, there's not many other people up there. Just saying. Shout out to Jocelyn Edwards. Shout out to G Young Kim. Shout out to that split decision. Shout out to all the judges in Texas for helping you out there. Mr. Nick at 205 is a problem. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, listen, Ihor Potiera was just there to try to commit murder. That was his only intention. He had no no uh, want to win that fight uh, off the scorecards. He was trying to take Mr. Nick's head off, and Mr. Nick took advantage of that. Punches and knees kind of just hurt him up against the fence and went to work. And put Mr. Potiera into the shadow realm. So thank you for coming, Mr. Potiera. Yeah, uh, that was brutal, man. I, I was wondering, you know, how long that was going to keep going. Uh, he he got brutalized by Mr. Nick. Mr. Nick looked good, honestly. He did. Uh, you know, this might be another case where we meme a fighter into greatness. I mean, you know, it happened to Norman Dumont for a little bit for a hot minute before she uh, melted into a puddle. Uh, maybe it's going to ha- happen here. I don't know. I, I'm all for it, though. We got to check out Mr. Potier's record also. I heard that it was fraudulent as well. It looks like they're already going to take off. It looks like these fights that happened. Um, Wasn't there like COVID-19 fight night or something like that? That this, there was that. There's so many people now every week that the UFC has on, especially dudes from like Europe. That I'm just assuming if you're a new fighter from Europe, you're a fucking fraud. So I, it's not your fault. But I, how many times can I get can I get burned on the same shit and fall for it? You know, like uh, well, yeah. what, what are we doing here? <laughs> I can't find the. So it looks like his record's still the same, but I don't see any fight on Tapology where it says the the event. Obviously, because it's not real. Um, ASED said FC. They had some guy who was working for them who was taking money from people that they. They fired. So it looks like that might be why Mr. Potier's record's different, if you will. Oh, wow. That's that's, that's quite interesting. Yeah. I mean, listen, apparently a tapology guy who was uh, in charge of updating this region got fired. So, the re- you know, things weren't updated. I don't know what's going on. I think they need me and you to. We need to step in for tapology, especially John yeah. Spencer. Um, he needs he needs help with his record as well. Uh, Orion Koski, yeah, he, has, he has some he has some wins in there. I know he does. Yeah, more than two, two of his of his fifty professional fights. But uh, Orion gets it done, misses weight. Uh, a lot of people miss weight on this. Uh, jo- Jocelyn missed weight. 
Someone else missed weight as well. So. A couple today too for um for tomorrow's card. Yeah. Now what's going on with that? The blood diamond takes an L. Mike diamond as uh, some of the uh, things, so, <laughs> which uh, that's crazy. But uh, uh, what's his name? I mean, it was Mike Mike Matheta. Matheta then... Yeah. <laughs> now it's blood back. diamond. But... Then it was Mike diamond. Uh, I think and no, now no, now no. he might he, be blood. He Matheta. shouldn't be. <laughs> he shouldn't be blood diamond until he wins a fucking fight. How about that? I mean, the guy. You know, he went by his name and then he got smoked and then they changed it to some cool shit and then he lost again to Orion Koski. Like, just wrestling. That's all it was. Yeah. And he, he was hurt, though. Orion was hurt during He did fight. win that second round. Yeah. But, you know, un- Mike Diamond, Mike Blood, he just, he, you know, his, his wrestling stinks. So he's so easy to take down. He's like 35. Yeah, uh, city I'm, kickboxing. I'm assuming he's, like, out of his way. Out oh. of his, out, out, I guess maybe they'll give him one, one, you know, hopefully winnable fight at 170. Maybe Sam Ian Gallagher. No, I'm just kidding. I love that you said uh, Sam Alvey and I said Ian Gary. Um, <laughs> just completely different people, but, you know. Sam whatever. Alvey's like fucking 30, 40 pounds more than him. Just like, yeah, let's get him in there. Sure, yeah. Even though he missed weight. And even though he missed weight, of course. Um, so that's it. That was UFC 277. Uh, Moreno, Kai Carr, France, fight of the night. Uh, I don't think that's up for debate. And performance of the night, Pantoja and Drew Dober. Now my favorite award. <laughs> we talked about this. Who do you we think, We gave Kai, out our predictions. Yeah, who do you think got the <laughs> Crypto.com fan bonus of the night awards paid in Bitcoin? Number one, who do you think came in first place? Uh, had to be hmm, probably Amanda, Juliana. Incorrect. Brandon Moreno was number one uh, due to damn. probably where the fight was going or where it was uh, so right next to Mexico. Second place, Amanda Nunes, the lioness, who, uh, by the way, I have to mention, how many times did she use that line where she was like, when the lion sees the prey the first time, she let it go, but when she comes the second time, she kill it. I'm like, all right. I just want to know. Like, you had that line cooked up for fucking months now. Like, we, we get it. We get it. We get also, we, just remember, she's been, in the, she's been in the USA for about 15 years. Just remember that. Um, Derek Lewis came in third, by the way. Oh my! I can't believe it. Can't believe it. The three fires we predicted. We get it. We're nailing these crypto predictions. We're gonna get you at the end of this card. We're we got you. I just lost my. I just lost my train of thought. So completely, that's unbelievable. Way to go, um, dude! Yeah, but let's keep it moving. I'm just looking at the fan bonus of the night. Just I can't even believe Crypto.com does this each week or each <laughs> uh, whatever pay per view. What a farce! Um, yeah, let's get into the let's get into the card for this weekend. Jamal Hill, Tiago Santos, main event, big fight for Jamal Hill. Kind of a uh, inexperience versus experience sort of thing. Jamal Hill, big step up in competition, but he is a big favorite. He's a minus 320, 350 favorite on some of these websites. I like Jamal Hill inside the distance, probably submission. Or not, I'm sorry, what the fuck am I talking about? I don't like inside the distance. I like TKO, but it's minus 155, 160. So honestly, I might not even bet this main event. Yeah, let me bring up these odds. Let me bring up these updated odds. I like him. No matter what, I just think, you know, he's he's got higher output. Honestly, he probably has more power. I think he's younger. I know he's not as young as I th- I, I thought he was in his twenties. Still, he's I think thirty one. But you know, this is the old guard versus the new guard. This Tiago, he you know he's putting his work at middleweight, he's putting his work at light heavyweight. But you know, he's on his way out. You know, just nothing wrong with that. Uh, Jamal Hill, you know, it, he just does something different to guys. You know, nobody does what he did to Jimmy Crute. That doesn't happen. Uh, you know, I know we, we make all the jokes about Johnny Walker, but I think that might have been the worst knockout. You know, just completely got his lights shut out and started flailing. You know, almost had a seizure in there. Oh my God. Uh, um, Timber! Yeah. And between you and I, you know, he's 11-1, not 10-1, because he knocked out Clinton Abreu. But, you know, I go back to that Darko Stosic fight. I know it went the distance, and uh, Stosic isn't great, but... I think he. I think Jamal Hill landed 100 and 100 plus significant strikes, I and mean, to do that in a three round fight at light heavyweight, you know, those are bantamweight numbers. So, I just think this kid's different. You know, I think he. You know, he. You know, Paul Craig has has finished a lot of fighters, but uh, Jamal Hill didn't tap. 
Yeah, I'll say that. He, he got his arm broke and he tried to hit him with his broken arm. Um, I just think he's I think he's a savage. I think he's a savage. I think he's got what it takes mentally, physically. Um, I think he's one of the better boxers in the UFC. I think he, he if it wasn't for that Paul Craig fight or that, that Paul Craig loss, I mean, he'd be he'd be he'd be headlining this against you know somebody much higher. He'd be fighting Erie or Jan or somebody. You know what I mean? So I think he's I think he's he's on his way to to uh, a title shot in a year ish. So, also, I have him winning this fight by, I don't know, I, you know, it's, it's hard to say with Tiago because, you know, when's he, when, when's he really been finished by strikes? I don't think, yeah. you know, David Branch way back in the, not way back in the day, but like four or five years ago. I mean, there is an argument to be had that Tiago's cooked. Yeah. I mean, probably he's lost what four or five. Um, and you know, the one was a decision over Johnny Walker. You know, we were, we were talking about this. I remember before he should be able to finish Johnny Walker and he didn't. Um, you know, he's still got that hammer right hand, but he just, he, his output is so low and, you know, I just think he's at a, a disadvantage now at 205 with some of these guys coming up. Jamal Hill, 6'4", 79 inch reach, you know, effortless, effortless power. So, um, and also I would be surprised if, if, um, Jamal Hill somehow, you know, got a sub if he just hurt him. I think Tiago has, I don't want to say a little quit in him, but you know, when you're at this age, I saw that. I remember that Glover fight. So, yeah, give me Jamal Hill, like third, second, third round knockout. Yeah, I like anything inside the first three rounds, pretty much. Uh, so I, I was looking. I can't find it on FanDuel, but like, if you can get something plus money for the first three rounds, then I'm in. Send it. Right, Don't fully so... send it. Send it. Hold on one second. Let's go to the Vicente Luque and Jeff Neal. What do we what have here? Uh, I was just trying to uh, – I hate that these are on two different – I wish I could just – I wish the bout order was right on this betting website so that I could just <laughs> go through it, but I hate that shit. Jeff it's Neal a, plus 160, Luque minus 190. I don't trust Luque anymore. After after the Bilal fight, just but I, it's this is not going to be a wrestle fest. I think this is this fight's kind of right up Luke's alley. Uh, I don't trust that he'll be able to get Jeff Neal out of there though. So I I would say probably a, a decision by Luke. That that would be my guess. Yeah, I see this uh, in a similar way to the main event, but just not with the whole age factor. They're both around 30 years old. I think Jeff Neal's 31. But I just think Luke's got a higher output. I think he's got more power. I think he, he utilizes his power more. And I think he has more, you know, he's more of a finisher. He's more of a killer instinct in him. Kicks will be key, though, and it's a southpaw matchup. We'll see how Jeff Neal can, uh, can manage the distance here. You know, Luke is definitely sloppy, and he can definitely be hit. I think he can be kicked a lot. Um so honestly, I I can see I can see Jeff Neal's path to victory here. I think the line's a little wide. It's gonna be close. It's gonna be really close. I I, I lean Vicente Luque here, and I think you know if 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 Jeff Neal wants to take him down, it it can happen. But he better watch that neck. <laughs> you know um, that Dars that Vicente yeah. Luque one of the best in the in the UFC. So um, I don't think I, he should I, play around with that. No, definitely not. I think he's going to have to just stick to the kicks. I think you know the southpaw to the orthodox body kick. Yeah, you know one of the one of the glaring weaknesses in a in a in a matchup like that. I think that's going to be there for him. Hopefully, he can do that, or you know, try to land some big lefts, or just a, a, really. I mean, you fight Luke, you, you just got to put something in his face because you can hit him. You know, a jab and a straight or anything, just kicks. He he, he will let you hit him. Um, it, it's it's just honestly all about um activity. We'll see. Uh, we'll see who has the higher volume. I got Luke though. I like that. I I, I like Luke too. Uh, and oh shit! Oh, there goes the mic. Uh, see ya. Yep. There. See you later. Uh, I like Luke. I just like Luke here. I think he the more experience. I don't think the. I just was very upset with his uh, wrestling defense in, in that Bilal Muhammad fight. But it seems like yeah. Bilal's done that to everyone recently. So maybe I need to just stop doubting Bilal and just kind of get on board at a certain point. Next here, here, here's where my expertise comes in. We need you. I watched the Ultimate Fighter, and this is the Ultimate Fighter finale: Zach Pauga versus Muhammad Usman. Uh, 
uh, the brother of Kamaru Usman. Uh, Zach is a former NFL player. For who? Uh, Eagles? I don't know. I don't think he played that long. If I'm, <laughs> I, I would think. assume so. But he is undefeated in both amateur and pros. I don't know. The, the, the odds are not there to be like bet on straight up. Minus 280 uh, for Pauga. He is obviously the favorite, as he should be. Inside the distance is plus 150. Why should he be? That, what do you mean? Why should he be the favorite? Because do I don't think, because I think Usman, his style is not, I think Pauga is like ex, an explosive athlete. And he's actually like more of the, I, won't, I wouldn't want to say technical striker, but he just gets home more on his strikes as opposed to, Usman just kind of with will beat some of those guys on the uh, contender series. And he yeah. just out hustled them pretty much, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, two I mean, decisions and one Pauga was a split. put that Jordan, this guy Jordan Heiderman, which, that guy got rocked often on that on that on that show. Let me not not you know, I'm not trying to say that this is a huge win, but he put that guy into the shadow realm. All right, so I have trouble betting against uh, a guy like that. He has a win against Marcus Perez, who was in the UFC. You know, yep. so uh, Maluco I, baby. I, I like him. I think I think he's a good fighter. I like inside the distance. I'm going plus one fifty. Who would get more likes on a shirtless Instagram picture? Who? Pauga or Usman? Usman. <laughs> so, yeah, listen, I, I don't know much about Mo Us. Uh, you know, he has a loss to Dontel Mays on the on the regional scene. That That's all I need to see, you know. Um, I did see him fight Brandon Sales, and he got sm- smoked uh, in his one PFL fight. Again, all I need to see. Uh, I didn't see his fight against Mitchell, Steep, Mitchell Sipe or Eduardo Perez, but, I mean, he almost lost the Perez fight, so... The odds favor it, you know, your analysis favors it. Give me Zach, Zach Pauga inside the distance. He's going to get it done. The Ripper. Juliana Miller. Brogan uh, Walker Sanchez. Go. I like Juliana Miller. I love the way she fought in, on, on, the, on the show. She is another person who just wills their way to victory. I don't think Brogan Walker's that good. Uh, I think she fights like Southpaw and uses her right hand kind of the way Nunez did this past week, and I don't think it's going to work this week. I like Juliana Miller, and I like – I just like her straight up. All right. I don't know anything about any of these ladies. Uh, well, a little, bit of, a little bit about Brogan Killer B. She – you know, listen, she fought Pearl Gonzalez. She fought Aaron Blanchfield. She fought Miranda Maverick. Uh, she beat Miranda Maverick. She lost to the other two in Invicta. I want to say that matters, you know, but it seems like it, it might not. I don't I've, – I've seen a lot of people taking Juliana Miller. Um, I've been looking at the odds and trying to see how they are, and they've been they've been doing a, a bit of a dance. I thought Brogan Walker Sanchez might have been the favorite at first, and then it flipped, and then she was a big underdog, and now it's kind of close again. It might, it might as well be a pick em. Um I'm going to go with, with the chick with the experience. Uh, it probably won't, doesn't mean anything here, so, you know. I don't think she's great. She almost, it seems like, uh, had a tough fight with Hannah Guy, whoever that is. So, not a confident pick here, but why not? We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. All right. So, in the recording of this prolific episode, we had an interruption. We had to stop recording. By the time we were able to start recording, we both couldn't get to the mic today. Ty has to work. So I am going to be forced to finish up the end of this episode by myself, unfortunately. I have all of Ty's notes, Ty's information. I'm going to give his picks out. I'm going to give everything that I can have to give you while we are here to discuss UFC Fight Night, Hill, Santos. You know the vibes. You know what's going on. This episode will not be as good without Ty because... We are a dynamic duo, and we need each other to, you know, we're like Jordan and Pippen. You discuss who Jordan and who Pippen is. I am not, for one, the kind of person who will do that, okay? So we went through the last pick, which was the Ultimate Fighter finale, Walker and uh, Juliana Miller, Killer Miller. I went Miller. He went uh, Walker experience. You just heard it, so I don't know why I'm going through it again. The next fight is the Spivak and... Augusto Sakai fight, the odds will tell you that Augusto Sakai is more than likely going to be the underdog, plus 230, Spivak, 
around a minus 260 favorite. That is about as anti, or I'm sorry, Augusta Sakai line as it gets. Sakai coming off three straight losses against not exactly a lowly competition. Tuivasa, Jarzinho, and Alistair Overeem. Spivak absolutely just decimated Greg uh, Greg Hardy last last time out. Uh, Spivak is the pick here for Ty Spivak TKO. Um, and I kind of like that as well, just due to the fact that uh, this, again, being such an anti-Augusta Sakai pick, and Sakai may be cooked is uh, in the in the notes section here for, I have, a, you know, I have picks, I got a little bit of notes from Ty, this is, uh, this is what we got to work with here, but yeah, I, and I agree with him, because you're going off of three straight losses, Spivak hasn't exactly had the greatest competition, but when you see Sakai in there, he doesn't exactly offer too much, uh, you just... Plus characteristics, if that is descriptive enough. It's just, you don't, there's not enough where you can go to and be like, oh yeah, he'll be able to get Spivak in this position. Or he has to kind of hopefully outlast and win a decision. I'm going with a TKO finish or a finish by Sergei Spivak. I think he's just the better fighter and he's the more capable finisher in this in this matchup. And that is what we we're going with. Ariane Lipsky. And Priscilla Cachuera, Ariane Lipsky is a minus 175 favorite. Priscilla Cachuera is a plus 150 favorite. The good thing about doing this episode on the day, you know, after and just kind of having uh, enough information is that Ariane Lipsky will not be able to fight tonight. And this fight has been moved to the San Diego card, which I believe is next week, which is, of course, headlined by. The native Dominic Cruz going in against Marlon Vera. Cruz plus 160, Vera minus 190. We will obviously, we'll have a full episode to get into that and talk about that. But that fight is not happening. So we don't even have to worry about that. Lipsky missed weight. Um, Lipsky switched camps. Should be better everywhere. Good when pressuring, but she missed weight. That, that was a part of Ty's notes. And uh, I probably would have gone with Lipsky as well. But we will see next week. It's kind of a quick turnaround. If she wasn't medically cleared to a big weight cut, she's going to have to do it again next week. Or I guess what that'll that'll all have to be hammered out and discussed. Let's get back into the actual card, though. We have Sam Alvey, who almost missed weight against Michael Olizechuk, who is a big time favorite here, as he should be. He is a minus six hundred favorite, a plus four hundred, four fifty, four twenty five. For smiling Sam Alvey. It's a shame that we don't get to discuss this. Uh, we will. We'll, I'm sure we'll spend plenty of time next week. Uh, uh, of course, respectfully discussing the career of Sam Alvey and where where we go from here and what's next. Alvey missed weight initially. Came back. He made weight after the. I believe you're allowed an hour. He came back. I think it was a like half pound over. It was pretty close, and he was able to make the uh, weight. And uh, the UFC has recommended that he retire after the final bout on his. Uh, on his car or on his current contract, I believe he's currently on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight fight winless streak. One of those being a draw to Daun Jung, which was, if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, just an ugly fight. Should not have been a split decision. He 100% lost that fight because he's Sam Alvey. Uh, yeah, listen, Sam Alvey is an automatic fade no matter what. That That is the rules of this podcast. I don't make them. I just follow them. They always will be. Sam Alvey, it's just basically, it, it always is a discussion when he's fighting is of will he be finished or not. And Olizechuk inside the distance is minus 135, TKO minus 115. I think I'll just play that TKO, and I think I'll play it pretty heavily. And I'll play it with some gusto. So give us Sam Alvey getting TKO'd by Michael Olszewski. Let's keep it moving. We have a Terrence McKinney bout here. Terrence McKinney, one of the podcast favorite. Ty loves Terrence McKinney. He is a big time favorite against Eric Gonzalez, and for rightfully so. I mean, fade Eric Gonzalez is the only thing written on Mr. Capone's, uh, you know, his his note sheet, his. His Bible, his MMA Bible, right here, and we are talking about a guy who just got TKO'd by Jim Miller, and that is, you know, that's no easy feat. That, that's a veteran in the game that you're talking about, and that was an easy bet for us. But you're also talking about a guy who 
in the amateur regional, not the amateur regional scene, does not have wins against the highest level of competition. Okay, his last couple wins are against guys who were five and three, six and five, five and one, five and three. Things of the you know this nature. It's not exactly a high level coming in where some guys from Cage Warriors or these different organizations come in and they have this lauded sort of big time not not padded record but just a stacked record of you know ready to go look at look, look at what I've accomplished even before I got here he has McKinney sub and uh, I will give you the odds on that because I probably I mean it's probably a good bet inside the distance is minus 400 so that's not even worth your time so you're gonna have to pick one or the other TKO is plus 120 submission is plus 130 if you look at Mr. Gonzalez's record, he's been TKO'd, decision, decision, submitted, decision, submitted, uh, you know, submitted in the uh, amateur scene as well. I will go with him. I will take the submission. You have to pick one because you can't go minus 400. You can't lay that juice on an inside the distance. It's basically the opposite uh, of what I stand for. You know, like we're not. There's no point. I'm not betting forty dollars to win ten dollars on on a fight to be finished inside inside 15 minutes. Just. It's not not a smart bet. That's that's what we do here. We we do smart bets. Brian Battle, okay, this is a former Ultimate Fighter winner against Takashi Sato, who is fresh off of having Gunnar Nelson on his back for essentially 12 to 13 minutes of a mixed martial arts event. Brian Battle, I don't know about trusting him yet. Should dominate the wrestling. Sato doesn't give you much. Uh, that is from Ty Capone. Ty is going battle decision. I kind of like that as well. Uh, you know me, I won't probably bet that if I'm giving you my official prediction. That's probably the pick just because I I could see him hurting him on the feet, though. And I think this fight, I think Battle is getting, he's one of those guys who gets better every time he gets in there. And he constantly just puts pressure on, on, the, on these fighters and makes people uncomfortable in the octagon. Uh, you know, even Treshawn Gore, who was decimated recently. But you could argue that Battle's level of competition is not the highest and that Sato has been in there against some of the best, the Gunnar Nelson. I mean, Baeza, you know, who's fallen on hard times now, but he's, he's very, very good. He's worthy of uh, whatever uh, discussion that, you know, at the, especially at the time, he's a good prospect. He's just fought some, you know, some tough guys recently, Filajo, Chaos Williams, Santiago Ponzinibbio, all guys who pack a punch. Bilal Muhammad as well is another guy who Sato has fought. I like Brian Battle. Uh, if you give the odds out here, uh, let me let me get to this. Uh, it's kind of tough doing this by yourself. Listen, all right? I do the other podcast by myself, but I don't have to have as much information. It's kind of off the cuff. I already have it ready, cooked uh, cooked up in my brain, ready to go. This one, more numbers, more decisions, more stuff to uh, to to discuss here. Battle's a plus seven hundred TKO and plus two seventy five submission. Inside the distance is plus two hundred. To win on the cards is plus 120. So there's a lot of opportunity here and money to be made. I'm going to go inside the distance plus 200. Sato may be cooked. Like you, like Ty said, he doesn't really offer you much. And I know he's going decision, but I always tell you I can't go decision. And I'm telling you it's very possible that it does, but I personally can't do it. There was a Jason Witt and Josh Quinlan fight supposed to happen at this point in the card, but it was rescheduled to another date. So we will keep it moving. Corey McKenna who we have lost money on and have discussed on here at times back and forth. She is fighting a Miranda Granger, who is 7-2. We will give you the odds here on the spot. Miranda Granger is a plus 160 underdog, minus 190 for Corey McKenna, who I believe was a underdog. She was a favorite against Elise Reed and wound up losing. So she's looking to write that wrong, and she doesn't exactly. She's another person who doesn't exactly have the greatest uh, record, per se. I mean, that was a closer fight. Uh, she would, kind of waited a little too long to get the takedowns going. Miranda Granger is someone who has taken two L's in the octagon. Lamos and uh, Ashley, uh, excuse me, Yoder. Ashley Yoder is the other person that she lost. She has a win against Hannah Goldie. Shout out to Hannah Goldie. And that's her only octagon uh, 
not experience, well, experience, but uh, success. Uh, so we will go. McKenna has the grappling edge. Granger, two years off, has good size, but two strikes a minute, and had a kid recently, which is always a fade here for the Ty Capone uh, system. And I'm with him as well. Give me Corey McKenna. Give me Corey McKenna, and he has decision here. I don't see Miranda Granger getting finished either. Uh, in both of her fights, she was. Let's see here. She got submitted by Lamos, but Lamos is no McKenna. Or McKenna is no Lamos. And Ashley Yoder decision. Uh, again, two years off. This is her first fight since having the child. No thanks. And finally, Myra Buena Silva and Stephanie Egger. Stephanie Egger, who was a big time play against JRC the last time out. Jessica Rose Clark, that is. She is a minus 125 favorite, plus 105. Hell of a way to start the action. Uh, Edgar clinch work movement, striking disadvantage, but more active. So she has a striking, I'm sorry, she has she has clinch work movement, uh, the striking disadvantage, but she is more active. Uh, Myra Buena Silva, obviously, is coming off of one win against uh, Wu Yanan. And that is, what, that was Earl... That was earlier this year, and she has a loss to Manion Ferro last year, a draw to Montana De La Rosa, uh, Mara Borello. She had a submission win, so she's been in the octagon quite a few times. Stephanie Edgar is a world champion judo player. She, again, has the win against J JRC. Shanna Young is not exactly. She has two finishes in a row. Tracy Cortez decision in 2020. Uh, I like Edgar here. Uh, I don't. This is tough, but I, yeah, I just I don't. I have a tough time believing Myra Buena Silva is going to be able to do what she needs to do in order to get this victory. Uh, a lot of decisions in the octagon. Um, well, uh, she's armbarred Jillian Robertson and uh, Mara Barella and ninja choked uh, Mayana Sosa. So I don't know. I. I like it inside the distance, maybe just an underplay here just for fun, just to start the night off, but I'm going to go roll with Ty here. Let's go Edgar by decision plus 150 to get it going, and that is UFC fight night from the Apex, Jamal Hill, Tiago Santos. We will have everything covered next week. We will have a full episode. There's only 10 fights tonight, so... Enjoy it. Get in there while you can. I don't exactly know. It's supposed to start at 7, but I'm sure it's been moved back or it's going to be moved around. Ultimate Fighter finale. Shout out to all my people who watch the Ultimate Fighter out there. But enjoy the, enjoy the show. Enjoy the episode. And thank you.